Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day four of season 93. Our first question asks for the make and model of Kentucky's state sports car. It tells us that they're made in Bowling Green, where there is also a museum. Uh, and I couldn't think of this, so I, I tried finding another way in. My first thought was, well, it's Kentucky, home of the Kentucky Derby, which is a horse race, so maybe it is the Mustang. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I feel like Ford, I don't know where all of their various plants are, but I feel like most of them are in Detroit, in, in Michigan. Oh. Um, so I started thinking, like, you know, where, where, where would another one be? Uh, in where where would some other car maker make in Bowling Green, Kentucky? And I, mm-hmm. I tried to think, and I thought, well, I know that uh, Chevy has plants in uh, Ohio, or at least they used to. There was that big to, one in Lordstown yeah, where they Lord's made the cruise in particular. We would mm-hmm. go by that a lot, going to see people in Pittsburgh and like. Uh, so I thought, well, maybe it would be the uh, maybe it would be the Camaro. Oh. Uh, another Chevy sports car. Uh, and I thought, well, there's also the Corvette. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it's not... I feel like it, it, it's probably not one of those, because if it were one of those, they wouldn't want it to... If both of them were made in that area, then they wouldn't you know, just designate one as the official sports car. Uh, and But I, I couldn't think of any reason why it would be one or the other. So I kind of bent away from that one back to the Mustang just because of the Kentucky Derby thing. Mm -hmm. Even though Bowling Green isn't necessarily near uh, Louisville, it's still a very Kentucky-associated thing generally. And anything that would have to do with the entire state would be something that would be identified with the whole state rather than just this one part of it. So uh, I just figured, yeah, it's got to be the Mustang. I had much the same impeccable logic. Um, without the side trips to, oh, where are these other makes and models made? Uh, I think maybe the Corvette crossed my mind, but I dismissed it pretty immediately thinking, no, no, why would it necessarily be in Kentucky? You know, why that with trivia, it's easy to think that there's kind of like a reason why you're being asked. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. there is a reason why this question got asked and why, you know, it was in the news and, and people kind of should know about it outside of Kentucky and the people who work there and that kind of thing. Um, but that that piece of the puzzle uh, was missing for me today. And so I, I really zeroed in on Kentucky horse racing. It's got to be the Ford Mustang. It was the Corvette. Indeed. And the thing is that um, the museum about the Corvette had a big sinkhole up in, uh, mm-hmm. open up in it. It was kind of a made a news splash. Uh, a few I forget. Years back. It was a few years it was ago. A while yeah. Ago. yeah. It feels like a while ago. And, um, but it's, you know, what a weird thing to just have mm-hmm. happen at a car museum. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think it swallowed a couple of the cars. Oh, a bunch of them. Yeah, a bunch of the I cars. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of damage there. So it was notable enough and weird enough that it definitely, you know, made national news. So. That was the actual end to the question. Sort of. Instead of. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> you, if you remembered that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 
And I like I remembered the incident, but I didn't remember that it was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, I, I couldn't have told you that if, if I'd heard about it. Yep. Oh, well. Question two asks us, uh, what other person is the reason that we remember the ancient Roman Vitruvius? Uh, we remember him because uh, Leonardo da Vinci's drawing of the Vitruvian man mm -hmm. uh, illustrating, you know, sort of human proportions mm -hmm. um, with the, you know, the arms and legs splayed, but then also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, straight vertical, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's basically it. That that drawing yep. is the Vitruvian man. Yep. And um, I guess I hadn't realized that Vitruvius... Uh, well, I hadn't guessed that that was a person, per se, mm -hmm. that it was referring to. I, I thought maybe it was a location. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes sense that an architect would be kind of the inspiration for drawing a person in that kind mm -hmm. of schematic way. Yep. Um, so I knew this was da Vinci, and that's what I put down. Yep. Um, yeah, that's same here. I have a couple of T-shirts um, mm -hmm. of the Vitruvian Man. One of which I got in Rome for probably about three bucks. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, souvenir that I get. Sure. Uh, and other ones riffing on the the concept mm -hmm, and such. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've just always remembered that that's the Vitruvian Man, and that I don't I don't know why you call it that when you name it after a after a person, but that's what it's always been called. So I put down Da Vinci, even though that's not really his name either. Well, you but know, we'll, yeah. it's how he's known. It's how he's known, yeah. yeah. But not to him or any, or any of his contemporaries. Well, the correct answer is listed yeah. as Leonardo da Vinci, and yeah. I don't know how much more authoritative you expect right. this to get. I know. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just a thing that I poke at whenever it comes up, especially in this... In the context of Learned League, where, you know, everybody says, you just put the last name, never put the first name. <laughs> yes. Well, he doesn't have one, and they didn't back then. I guess. So. And we love you for that. Yes. There's, what could we love more than <laughs> uh, pedantically pointing out such things? Yep. That's why we're here. Um, and, of course, that was the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Question three asks for us for the first word in the title of popular songs by Stevie Wonder, Judas Priest, James Brown, and Bon Jovi, together again as you've never seen them before. <laughs> so I, I, I had a feeling that I would have to come at this from Bon Jovi. Sure. Uh, so my first thought was Wanted, as in Wanted, Dead or Alive, from ah, Young Guns. Uh -huh. And I tried to think of songs by Stevie Wonder, Judas Priest, or James Brown that started with Wanted. And I just, it, it, it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't think of any. It just And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, that's that's not really a song that starts, it's, that's not really a word that starts song titles. Mm -hmm. uh, so I tried to think of another Bon Jovi song. And oh my God, that took me hours. I just, wow. I kept coming back to pour some sugar on me for some reason <laughs> and kept coming back to Wanted Dead or Alive. And I would, I would like try to think of like, okay, just, you know, I, I'm imagining Bon Jovi. I'm imagining like a video of Bon Jovi. I'm imagining a performance by Bon Jovi. What are they singing? Well, they're singing Wanted Dead or Alive. No, <laughs> no, they're not. They've done Wanted Dead or Alive. Now they're moving on to the next song. Oh, that's probably going to be pour some sugar on me. That is Def Leppard brain. <laughs> So uh, finally, finally, I got one lyric in my head, and that was Johnny used to work on the docks. Oh, wow. Which I believe <laughs> is the first goddamn lyric of that song. Pretty much, and yeah. And I 
had to go through the entire first verse of that song and the chorus before I got to, whoa, living on a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, living. That is the name of the song. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the song. Okay. Is there another? I look at James Brown, Living in America, of course. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. I have no idea what the Judas Priest song is. I don't know what the Stevie Wonder song is, but I'm going to be happy with that With that, and say living. Do I want to make it living? I don't remember exactly what the songs are, but I remember that the algorithm will give you credit once it gets the right letters in there. So functionally, living is the same as living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, uh, I had a similar but much less tortuous path. <laughs> um, it just kind of took me fumbling around for like, you know, Stevie Wonder songs. And I thought of, I just called to say, I love you. And I thought of Higher Ground. Um, Judas Priest, I don't know names of songs of theirs. They were not really my bag, at, you know, when I was uh, a young person and teen uh so never got to know their work um but i thought you know james brown i bet that could also be an i because you know i feel good that would be you know i got you i feel good that could be a possibility um but i couldn't think of a bon jovi song that started with i Mm. um and i thought to myself well let's retake a look at these time frames because i feel good i think came out before well before 1985 you know that was that was mm-hmm. earlier in his career significantly so, yep. so i thought okay let's think about james brown mid 80s oh living in america was then and i love that song by mm-hmm. the way it's mm-hmm. just it's great just song great song um and then i thought bon jovi has a song with living in it too and I had to kind of cycle through some of the lyrics to like of the chorus, especially before I got to living on a prayer. Um, and I spent most of my thinking time uh, in response to this question, deciding between living and living um, mm-hmm. with an apostrophe at the end or something. I finally settled on uh, living because if nothing else, like the sound alike thing ought to give you that too. Like if you'd only ever heard those songs or heard their titles said, um, you could certainly think that it was living spelled out fully, but people just pronounce that living, you know, without the the super hard G at the end or anything. Um, I didn't know the Stevie Wonder Judas Priest songs that start with living, um, but I was pretty content with like a 1985 James Brown song and Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. really, I end I end up feeling like they were in my consciousness a lot earlier than 1988. I don't know why that is. Um, and I'm glad I didn't think of You Give Love a Bad Name because that would have been mm, yeah. like, mm. ooh, that, that could be in lots you of song titles be, too. Yeah, be, mm. um, but I, you know, once I made that connection there... Um, and finally waffled over and put living with a G because I was pretty sure that the James Brown one in particular was not living in America. It was living in America, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. how it was pronounced in the song, you know, it was, it's flowing, you know, you sing things in a more flowing way. You don't want yep. the, the consonants to be super articulated in songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, once I kind of, uh, reassured myself that that would probably be okay one way or another. I put down living. And that was correct with the G. Yep. 
question four asks us for a Norwegian flatbread and gives us more information, but <laughs> I, I, I got lost at Norwegian flatbread and it was done. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, this is one that I was like, I'm sure I have heard of this one, but it's not something like I've heard of some different Norwegian and Scandinavian foods. That doesn't mean I know what ingredients are in them, you know, very much. Um, and you'd think I would. My last name is Holm. That, that ought to, you know, be a little bit of an in for me. But um, the thing that came to mind for me was halva. And I went through and thought about some things like vasa, which I think is the, like, it's more of a cracker type thing. I think it's made with rye flour, which I feel like would have been mentioned if uh, that was the case in this particular instance. Um, but also I think it's more, a little more of a Swedish brand type of thing. Um, so I couldn't, you know, this just didn't evoke anything for me. Cause I, I don't think I, you know, even when I read the answer, I thought, okay, I have heard of that, but I don't think I've ever heard its ingredients or baking process kind of listed out like this. Um, but in any case, the answer that I put down is halva, which is a totally different foodstuff um, of kind of Middle Eastern, Central Asian um, provenance where, you know, just for future food questions, everybody out there, it's basically um, a sweetened uh, flour, kind of almost bread or pudding-like product that's very, you know, highly sweetened and... and um, used in combination with lots of other it's a confectionery thing used lots of other dessert type things either are halva or are made with halva so um back from that digression that's what i put down knowing that it probably wasn't the right thing but i i was hoping that that uh you know and i should say I didn't really remember that part about halva when I was putting it down. <laughs> I went and looked that up so that I could finally settle in my head. What is halva? Because it gets used like in Middle Eastern desserts and we're in an area with a lot of Middle Eastern mm -hmm. restaurants and mm -hmm. bakeries and, and all sorts of things like that. So um, I wanted to kind of set that down in my mind uh, after I put it down for this answer and spoiler alert, got it wrong. Uh, yeah, I knew I was not going to get this. I, I read the question several times, hoping that there was some hint for those of us who just don't know Norwegian flatbreads, and there was not. I really not. Checked to see if there was an acrostic in the, <laughs> uh, in the first letters of each of the words, and I was pretty sure it wasn't rompaf. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, for the first time in a long time, went with the joke answer, and I said, pizza... I umlaut P I umlaut Z Z A with the circle on top. Sure. Because you know it's Norwegian. So yeah, that was that was what I went with. Yeah, the correct answer was Lefsa. I honestly don't know that I've ever heard of that. I, if I've probably heard of it either in just kind of food like interest context of just like people's blogs or whatever. But more likely, uh, a Prairie Home Companion right. was probably mentioned because you may recall that was set in Lake Wobegon with the Norwegian mm -hmm. Bachelor Farmers sure. and that community kind of all in there. And it was 
probably that's where I would first have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Not that it helped me mm-hmm. today. Uh, question five asks us, what precisely jumps over the lazy dog? The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Yes, it certainly does. That was that. Yep. That's just, a, it's a very you-know-it-or-you-don't thing. Yeah. Um, I, in, I a, do... in a day that has several of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do wonder whether that is taught anymore, because I, I learned it initially as a typing exercise. Yes. Or in the context of being a typing exercise <laughs> to, you know, make sure you, you can reach all of the various keys. Um, but, yeah, that was that. Was mm-hmm. that. So maybe, maybe it's harder for kids now. I don't know. I'll tell you where I first heard it uh, was in Peanuts cartoons. That's one of the things Snoopy, when he gets out his typewriter, uh, has been known to type. And I can practically see it in, you know, in Mm -hmm. that typewriter, you know, hand-drawn typewriter font that Charles (laughs) Schultz would do for him. Um, And so I remember there was a a little period in there when I was probably a little older than our youngest kid where we had a, um, you know... Uh, manual typewriter and it's always fun to kind of type on those clickety clack buttons and put the paper in and roll it up there and stuff and so i would type things out on that uh including things that i would copy from the peanuts cartoons because those are things that were also typed um and i'm pretty sure this was one of those and i didn't really learn what that what it meant like what its purpose was Mm -hmm. as far as being a pangram and including all the letters of the alphabet um in, in one sentence until later mm-hmm. but i you know it's a phrase that is uh in some very old brain circuits in mm-hmm. my head yep. so yeah so this was kind of a gimme i put the quick brown fox as well and that was correct mm-hmm. the last question asks us uh, what english spirit goes by the same name as the corps of royal bodyguards of the british monarch well, those are the beef eaters. Um, I, I, I kind of wish they hadn't uh, nerfed it out so much by including the English spirit in there because yeah. beef eater gin is kind of a famous mass market, you know, gin that you would see in a liquor section of a grocery store or wherever mm-hmm. you buy liquor. Um, I, and I, you know, I don't know that it's the most popular thing these days in the day of more artisanal you know, kinds of liquors and things like that. But um, it this just like, again, even without that, I would have been like, this is probably about the beef eaters, um, you know, and they're kind of the fact that they're at the Tower of London and famously kind of a tourist attraction for being very stoic. And, you know, they have the big puffy hats and the red coats and they just stand there and never break their stern expression and, that kind of thing. It's a whole, you know, kind of trope um, mm-hmm. that you'll see in pop culture a lot, too. Um, most recently, I remember seeing that uh, made use of, and I think the Minions movie, mm-hmm. uh, again, something that our youngest uh, enjoys and I am subjected to. Um, so, yeah, I just, I knew this was the Beefeaters pretty much as you know once you get to a core of royal bodyguards i i that that was going to be my guess pretty much no matter what and the uh the rest of the clue very much nailed it home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so beef eaters is what i put yeah yeah i just 
kept reading this and, and as I'm reading it going through and like don't nerf it don't nerf it you're nerfing it you're nerfing son yep. of a mm-hmm. yep beef eaters give it one point for defense yeah and there we go I you know I put two on it for people this was a hard day to defend because I also found found the quick brown fox to be a super easy one yep, that was my zero um and you know, depending on your pop music and that kind of score, that might be a pretty easy one. Um, I thought the food and drink question was a hard one. Um, so even though people have decent food and drink scores, I put two and three points on that one because that's, that's very echoid. Um, and I was surprised not to, for it to be one that I couldn't even, you know, pull out of some you know disused corner of my brain so um four out of six i I don't love but uh i was never gonna get to lefsa and i think that the um the corvette question mustang is going to be the most common wrong answer and it it may mislead some people so i guess we'll see Yeah, same. I yeah, just couldn't couldn't find the 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 angle into either of those, and which is fine. You know, that's yeah. that's what trivia that is. Sometimes, sometimes trivia is just straight up. I don't know this thing. I've yeah. never heard of it. For sure. Well, yeah. So there we go. And I, you know, I've I think I've complained in the past about questions getting too yakioid, but when there is sort of like that I, I can't really quibble for example with the corvette mm. question right. because there was that news hook into it not that yeah. long ago um otherwise why should i know mm. and why should anybody outside of kentucky know or care yeah. um what their state sports car is um you know similarly with with lefsa there's a way that i maybe could have known that but i don't yep you know and and that's the way the the lefts crumble sometimes <laughs> um and so yeah that's i didn't you know yeah even if you provide an alternate angle into a question mm-hmm. there's a distinct possibility that i'm simply not going to know that either oh sure um, so you know even if there had been a thing about if there had been a a wink to the sinkhole in the in the corvette question mm-hmm. even if even if i'd remembered oh yeah i remember the them having that big, uh, that big sinkhole in the museum that swallowed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. What kind of car was that? I don't remember. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I might, I, I might still have been like, was it a Corvette? Was it? Were they Camaros? Were they Mustangs? I don't think I would. They would. I think I would have remembered Mustangs. I might have remembered Camaros. Yeah. Were they Dodge Chargers? Oh crap! <laughs> maybe they were. Are, is does Porsche build any cars in the U.S.? Now that I think about it, I don't know. So yeah, could. It probably wouldn't have helped yeah. much, but I don't know. That's, and that's, you know, that's what trivia is. These are not mathematical questions that if we apply the correct <laughs> equations to, we will come out with the correct number. Right. This is trivia. Sometimes we don't know it. Don't, don't get me started on another trivia rant uh, <laughs> by using that analogy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, that's to be expected. There just, nobody's going to know everything and that's. That's what we all live and die by, I suppose, mm-hmm. metaphorically. Um, so that's it for today. 
Before I tell you to turn in tomorrow, I'm going to wish my wonderful spouse a happy birthday because that is that day. So uh, everybody send your birthday wishes to him as well. <laughs> and you can tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember... So you can't send me birthday wishes anymore because we don't check the Twitter account because oh, yeah. Twitter is off the list these days. But don't forfeit. Don't cheat.